This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam. Pam, Pam, by Pam, Pibus. Ashy certified, right? Yeah, that yeah. lady over there. Pam, uh, uh, Ashy certified inspector to inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And saving money is always a good thing. That's why we're here. We do the DIY thing and tell you how uh, other things work too. Uh, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling eight seven seven MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I love you guys. You're very important, but not more important than the caller. So we're going to take one that's been waiting on the phone since we came on the air. Oh, my goodness. I know. Benny, are you there? Benny, you with us? Marcia. Marcia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marcia's with you. There you uh, go, Marcia. What's going on? All right. I, I got somewhere I got to go, so I wanted to jump jump in early. Okay. Um, got a bathroom. It's uh, got uh, three wall, two wall fixtures and a ceiling fixture that are all on the same switch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two of the three fixtures work. One of the wall fixtures doesn't. Mm-hmm. I am going to call a plumber, but before I call a plumber, um, I'm checking to see first of all if there's something I can check and say other than the light bulbs. I will check the light bulbs. Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, but is there anything else? And also, I want to know what what the plumber is going to be looking for, so I know the plumber is doing what he's supposed to do. Well, let's start there with the plumber. Uh, okay. You're gonna you're I'm gonna not want plumber. Electrician. There you go. I'm sorry, electrician. Yeah. The plumber's going to come in and, and say, I don't know what's <laughs> right. going on. With your I light. Yeah. I don't have any idea. No, um, obviously, you're going to want to check your bulbs. Obviously, that's first. But after that. How um, old are the fixtures, Marcia? Uh, the fixture itself is about. Let's see. This is 2021. I think I had that. Been installed about six or seven years ago. I've I, had it changed. Okay, I have had it changed from a. Um, what's that? What, I'm, I'm having a senior moment. What What are those? LED. LED. Incandescent yeah. okay. LED. Okay, so you switched to Two, LED. I switched to LED. It used to be the one that could burn the house down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Now, okay. Did you yeah. open up by saying that you're remodeling this bathroom? Did I miss no, something? It's been remodeled. No, it's, oh, it's, it's been, been remodeled. remodeled. Yeah. Okay. And it's an older home. Yeah, I'm gotcha, going to assume gotcha, that it's an older gotcha. house. Yeah. Um, 1984. Well, it's the bulb didn't burn out if it's LED, but it could have gotten loose. Maybe. Yeah, or you could well, go back to checking. But this would be an electrician would check to see if you have, and I may get correct, be corrected on this because, you know, sometimes I am wrong. Um, it could be double lug neutrals in your panel, and it's just not, if it's, if you've got more than one wire underneath the lug, we call that a double lug, Mm -hmm. and the problem with that is that the wires don't connect as well, and so you don't get as much power through them, and I've seen it where it'll cause lights to dim and come back up and flicker, so you may want to, if you've been in that house, or if it's a 1984 house, 
Have you been there the whole time, Marcia? No, I've I've been here 20 years. Oh, okay. But you've been there long enough that it, it probably didn't get inspected whenever you purchased it because inspections really in Mississippi didn't really start until 2002. That's when we were gotcha. licensed. Yeah. So you may want to start. I, I think you've got an electrician issue here because you wouldn't want to open that panel up and look at it yourself. Right. No. All right. Let me tell you one other thing. I, the reason I swapped out from halogen, that's right, my mind, Ooh. to LED, is I thought that it was causing, uh, see, I've had this problem before. And percussive maintenance is sometimes has it worked. You know, if you hit it, it comes on. Right. Before I swapped it out, so that that's that kind of indicates to me it's a wiring problem too. But right. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to check with y'all. Yeah, electricians probably your best way to go there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All, All right. right. I appreciate you guys. Thank Th- you. Thank you. We appreciate it, Marsha. Have a good day. All right, uh, guys. This is a crazy day. There's so much to talk about. I did want to start with uh, a couple of examples of some weird things that have happened to friends over the past couple of days. Uh, one of them, you Is know, because you got weird friends. Uh, well, yes. Um, <laughs> Just checking. You know, you, you know, we had sure. on on the air here. We had um, a couple of weeks ago the uh, executive director director of the Mississippi State Board of Contractors on, and this person uh, is or, or this. Website, msboc.us, is one that one would use to check on a contractor in in Mississippi. So if it's a contractor that is, you know, licensed, all that other jazz, they're going to be on the MSBOC website. I got a question. Yes. And Jeff may be able to answer this. Mm. On that website, does it show if there have been complaints against builders? Do they? It does not. It shows if you are licensed, insured, and bonded. Okay. Because uh, I know if, you, if you've yeah, got a Yeah, different license for that, or yeah. different website for that. Well, uh, I know that realtors and home inspectors, boy, we get a complaint, and boop, there it is right. on well, the website. <laughs> well, yeah, but let's 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 spend a couple seconds and talk about a complaint. We can all get a complaint. Yeah. Um, I've been in business 25 years, and we have been before the Board of Contractors one time right. uh, from a complaint. From a complaint. And turned out that, uh, long story short, that... It, it it wasn't us. We we were not the the issue. So isn't that the same thing with inspectors? It yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. It has to be like a. Thank you for clarifying that. Right. Yeah. It has to kind of follow the process. And if there's been a judgment, right. or they've exactly. Found, here's here's the reason why I bring this up because this is important, Jeff. The reason why we talked about this a couple of weeks ago was about contractors and their licensure right. and insurance. Right, because we, we also, had all these out-of-state folks. Right. Of. Well, uh, we I, a friend of mine had an incident happen uh, the other day. Here's the deal: a contractor was at their house on a ladder. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, fell or jumped off the ladder. Something. Something happened. Anyway, ladder fell and fell on the car, on on this person's car, and scratched the car. Yep. This is the day where your contractor being insured is absolutely necessary. Because uh, if if that contractor that that person hired is licensed, insured, the whole thing, they don't have to worry about that car. The, the, that company will take care of it. You know what I'm saying? If it happened on his property, that sort of thing. However, if he had gone with a uninsured person, 
uh, well, hey man, you know that might, you know. Yep, and two, I, I want to clarify one point. I, I, you're about to say something about homeowners, aren't you? <laughs> well, n- well, no, I was going to say about about insurance. Uh-huh. State of Mississippi mandates that that we have. Um, general liability. General liability. Right. They do not mandate that we have workman's comp. Right. Really? Nope. Nope. You. You. Wow. In fact. In fact. When. When. When your customer signs your contract, mm-hmm. uh, you are supposed to get that customer to sign a statement stating that you do or do not carry general liability because it is state law. No, workman's that, comp. Do or do not carry workman's comp. Well, no. The statement reads, do you or do you not carry general liability, because that's the state law. Right. Oh. Now, the, 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 obviously, everyone wants you to have work, workman's compensation insurance, but that is not law uh, until you get five or more employees. So that's where, the, that's where everyone is kind of confused. Right. And they say, well, I, I have under five employees. I don't need workman's comp. Well, that doesn't keep you from getting sued, and that doesn't keep you from taking care of an individual if he gets hurt. Right, right. You know, on your job site. Um, you know, I so. wouldn't even consider not having workman's comp. For oh, my I wouldn't folks. either. Right. No, I, no, I wouldn't either. But there, it's not there, expensive. There, it's not. there are some contractors out there that that. Um, that choose not to do that. Well, right. because they're really working with subs, right? So they might not even be employees; they're more subs. Yeah, but it's still, you know, you, you need you need workman's comp anyway. We're going to agree on that. That's that's a whole other show. Wow. Well, and I, I wonder, so did your friend get their car fixed? Well, not yet. It's it's still in process, but I I understand the company that this person was working with is a giant national name company that you've all heard oh, of, good, and good, it good. won't. It won't be an issue well, because right. the That's company right. is a monster. Did you tell him you've had so much experience with this with your daughter that you could do it if they did? Nope. <laughs> nope. I did not. I am out of that business unless my daughter hits something else. You only else. work for your little girl. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, a couple of other things. Another situation I ran across, and, and Jeff, you're going to hurt when you hear this story. This is a personal story for me. I had a, a friend call me the other night at 1230 at night. And you answered? Uh-huh. Mm. Hey, I got water running down my driveway. I don't know where it is. I can't <laughs> find it. So, and and he says, I can't turn the water off. I can't get a wrench on this thing on my... So, I get up. I drive to this person's house. I have a water key, and we turn the water off. So, we go in the house and look for where's this water coming from? Nowhere. And uh, the person says, and now, okay, this is 1230 at night. I've got my pajamas on and flip-flops, right? Right, exactly. And he says, take your shoes off. I want to show you something. I was like, weird. And he says, step over there. And I step over. He's got he's got a, uh, a, a like a tile floor, right? Uh, step over there. So I stepped over there on a the tile floor. And he says, step over there, five feet away from it. It was warm on your it's feet. Hot. It's Ruh-oh. hot. He's got a heated floor. <laughs> no, no, he does now. It does yeah. now from water. Yeah. And of course, from and of course, water. I said, uh, of course, you know, my face turns white at this point, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, man, because I know what it is. It, and, it, and of course, it was confirmed after he had uh, oh, someone man. come out and look. It is an under slab leak. Uh, there is so that's that's yes. the text. Yes, that I, I sent got from you. I sent Jeff a text. You know, the next uh, day and yeah. said, "Hey, does insurance cover an under slab leak?" And he's like, 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> so there was no damage. No damage to anything above it. It was all Child running out didn't from pop under or anything. It was all running out from underneath the yeah. it was terrible. See your 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 homeowner's <laughs> insurance does not cover anything below the slab. Right. But let me say there was a couple of um of things to learn there. One of the neatest things, and Jeff had mentioned this on the show before, the different temperature under your feet. Uh, was an indication of what was going on. And that's something to know. So if you're walking around your house and there's a warm spot, that could be an issue, especially if especially this person is on a slab. It's on, you know, it's on concrete. Concrete doesn't get just hot in places. You know what I'm saying? So if it does, there's an issue. It was a great lesson to learn there. Also, uh, this person (laughs) This person worked to cut their water off for about an hour before they finally called me. Yeah. It took me four and a half seconds after right. I got out of the car to turn the water off. Water Buy, key. Buying water a $15 key. water key. Now, everyone, when I say water key, people think of the thing that fits in their pocket because I'm saying key. A water key is about three foot long. It's just a piece of rebar like a T that's shaped like a T. But it makes it so that normal human beings can turn their water on and off. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't cost anything at the now, home store. Now, I will, I will, I will uh, let's, let me throw a little trick on you. If you don't have a water key, mm-hmm. take an adjustable wrench, yeah. uh, the kind you turn yeah. with your thumb, put that on the the water yeah. uh, valve, mm-hmm. and then take a screwdriver, put that through the the whole of right. the adjustable wrench and turn it that way. That was exactly, and I can do that at my house. But, but the way his was, unfortunately, the 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 cutoff valve was almost oh, under the an, box. Yep, yep. It you was turned at an angle. Yeah, you couldn't do that. Couldn't get to I, it. I, so. Yep. So I'm going to recommend if you're uh-huh. listening today, mm-hmm. either podcast or on the show, go out and see how to turn the water off at your house. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's a, that's <laughs> and find the water meter. I can't tell you how many times the grass has grown over the meter. Oh, that's a good point. All right, folks, time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we re- we return, we'll share uh, some money-saving tips for your next remodel. And, boy, have I got an awesome story about materials that are going to change the world. I'm serious about this. All right. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed con- or, or with Pam Pibus. I'm a licensed contractor. Yes, you too. are also. Ashy's certified also inspector at Inspector Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And uh, <laughs> Java, you've got how I musically say that every time. It points it out. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Uh, Bob is on the line in Laurel. And uh, Bob, what's going on? Mary, where are you 
Yeah, you know, I was just going to make a comment about your, uh, you know, talking about uh, insurance not covering anything under the slab. I had a similar situation where I have a slab home. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was having a, some blockages underneath. It caused backup into one of my toilets. Yeah. the flooring. Now, in that case, that was close to $18,000 worth of work. Oh, my. It's covered about half of it. Right, because... The, the ton- because the tunneling aspect itself is a hundred. I know they. Try, I was a hundred and ten dollars a foot for them to tunnel. Oh my gosh! Well, if you read yeah. your policy, and of course all policies are different, but sewage backup is normally uh, a ten thousand dollar max. Right. Normally. Really? They covered all. But they covered about half. That's half right. My overall bill. Yep. Wow. I was perfectly happy with in in comparison to what it could have been. But, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because wow. I don't think a lot of people realize the cost of of under slab repairs. Yeah, it's it's a monster. It's expensive. And like I said, when my when my friend when I felt that water under my right. feet, I just felt for my friend because I know. And after I talked to you, Jeff, I thought, oh no, this is all out of pocket. Well, but um, now in Bob's case, he had sewage, which yes. which we have to go in the slab. In, in your friend's case, uh-huh. it's it's fresh water. We don't right. even have to. We don't even have to penetrate the slab. We go reroute. Cut, cut, yeah, we'll, we'll just do a reroute. Okay. Now, if that Hopefully. water would have damaged anything uh-huh. on top of that slab, and I don't care, it could be a quarter size uh-huh. damage. Insurance would pay a hundred percent on that claim because um, we could bust the slab, and they right. would have to pay for it, or they will give you the option to reroute. So, right. so a lot of times insurance will say, well, look, we will go ahead and waive your deductible if you will let us reroute oh. versus if you won't make us go go through the slab. Right. Because okay. technically uh-huh. insurance would have to go through the slab because your house is supposed to be put back to pre-insurance. Made hold. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Gotcha. Well, um, thank you very much for the call, Bob. It, 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 yikes. Those kind of repairs just scare me to death. Yes, it can be um, expensive. This is why Pammy lives on a conventional <laughs> Right. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I found this article this week, and we are going to get to all the calls, but I really wanted to say this because this is this is the show where this needs to be mentioned. Jeff, we've talked about uh, in the past construction uh, – when, when construction com- – or when the companies leap forward in technology, you mentioned, and we kind of joked with Jeff about this forever, he came back from a Kohler convention about toilets, talking about toilets for two years. It was awesome. <laughs> so whenever we have innovation. That happens, doesn't it? You yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. you see all that stuff, you get so excited. But this article, now I want you to read this, and give me a second to get through it because it's really interesting. The whitest paint in the world has been created at a lab in Purdue. Why is this important to paint so white that it could eventually reduce or even eliminate the need for air conditioning? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Now you're going, huh? Now, see, now I got your attention. <laughs> yes, <All right>. you did. <laughs> the idea was to make paint that would reflect sunlight away from a building, researchers say. Okay, we already have white paint, right? Listen, the paint reflects 98.1% of solar radiation while also emitting infrared heat. Because the paint absorbs less heat from the sun than it emits, a surface coated with its paint is cooled below the surrounding temperature with consuming power. Wow. Now, get this. Even deeper, you want to get technical. Using this new paint to cover a roof area of about a 1,000 square feet could result in a cooling power of 10 kilowatts. So that you know what that means. 
A four-ton air conditioning uses four kilowatts. Wow. Uh, So I got a question. Now, hang on. Let me finish. (laughs) It says the typical commercial white paint gets warmer uh, rather than cooler. It's just how it works. The uh, paints on the market that are designed to reflect heat reflect only 80 to 90 percent of sunlight and cannot make surfaces cooler than their surroundings. This paint does. Wow. Think about that. Uh, A thousand square feet on top of a roof all of a sudden literally cools a place. That's amazing. I know. Okay, so can I start asking my question? Yes, go. (laughs) Well, I want to know, because, see, I've been complaining about this for years, because everybody builds a new house, paints it white. Right. You can't see it. You can't see what? You can't see it. It's so white. I mean, my eyes are watering oh, yeah, trying yeah. to inspect it because well, it's so and this bright. Is, this is the whitest paint in the world. Well, You're not going to want to look at it all day. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's yeah, it's so white that you have to really put on these really strong reflective pilot right. sunglasses to even see the house. And then my other question is, is that what do you do about the humidity? Well, <laughs> yes, I agree. But... The report was, you have to listen to the report, Uh the report lowered the ambient temperature on that roof. Right, right. So, but what do you do about the humidity? Well, you know, I, I'm, well, that's it, somebody else's problem. This yeah, guy does it, paint. It's it's not saying it's going to work everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You would still need a dehumidifier. You, you know, there, there's or an air a, conditioner. There's another. There's some more technology out there too. I just want to mention that it may or may not know about it. We have windows today that are self cleaning. Now, get out. Yeah, well, it may be self cleaning is the wrong term. Let's say I have I have visions of small people yeah, coming small out, people scrubbing. coming out, yeah. scrubbing the glass. No, there there, there is a, a Roomba. Right? There, there is a coating that can be put on high rise glass that uh, prevents the glass from getting dirty. We'll we'll, we'll let's let's let's. Is it like, like that rain that you put on your it's, windshield? I, I don't Rain-ax. know what the formula is, but obviously it's something like it's that. Slick. But they do have it for residential glass as well. That's cool. All right, we've got a couple of calls on the line. Kathleen's on first. What's going on, Kathleen? Hadn't heard from you in a minute. Well, I had to dig my way out, float my way out. Float your way out, yeah. Uh, uh, so what's going on? What, what were you thinking today, I'm Kathleen? I'm so glad you had the show about the hot water, with the question of hot water heater. It's sort of complicated um, about... A couple shows back, Pammy mm-hmm. was talking about if you had old hot water heaters, you know, go ahead and clean them. So I called my guy, Marvin Bass, up this way. I said, Mr. Marvin, i got to have my hot water heater clean. He said, well, got COVID. You're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Good. I said, I'm patient. Well, the storm comes, mm-hmm. and the lights go out. I had my lights out for two weeks. Oh, bummer. Uh-huh. My cast did not like me at that time. But uh, when we turned them back on, all that corrosion had settled, and it literally cracked the bottom or put something awry down there, and it flooded. Well, I swept and swept and swept, had to turn the water off after Mm -hmm. I just got it on. Mm -hmm. Then they found out... uh, Oh, it, it, you've got a um, brick paper floor. He said, it might have saved you. I said, okay. I spent the money on that brick paper floor because I got people trying to track it and tearing it up. 
then it comes down to he said, but they're soaked. Jeff, tell me that it won't raise up that brick paver floor. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Call your insurance because there's water under that brick floor. Yeah. Well, the insurance has a large deductible. Yeah. Um, well, I, might be cheaper than the repair. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. Let me let me tell you what's going to happen to that water under that floor. And okay. Pam, and Pam, you 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 tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna grow to to uh, a microbial growth. And it's not going to be good for you. Oh, I know that. So, well, it sounds like you need to make at least one more call, Kathleen, to um, Marvin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I hope um, this helps out, and do do stay on top of that. He's right; um, it will grow that, and and especially with all the all that you had with the power being out for two weeks, you don't need any help in growing microbial growth. Well, right now. and really, that's the problem. If you have water damage in a contained area where you have air conditioning, mm-hmm. normally you wouldn't have a problem. But if your power goes out, and a lot of that, we learn that you know, even with Katrina. A lot of the damages that occurred were because people had water damage with no power. Right. right. And so that stuff, you have to have three things for microbial growth, uh, Mm -hmm. three perfect conditions. You have to have a temperature above 65 degrees at all times. Mm -hmm. You have to have a constant water source, and you have to have something for it to feed on, some type of a fibrous material. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you don't have power and you've got water damage, you've got, there's your two, and then you add that, um, the third one, and you're, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'd I'd start with the insurance company because you may have a lot more going on than you can see. Right. All right, Kathleen, I hope that helps out. Uh, thank you very much for your call. We've got a, a, a couple on also. Mary's on the line in Meridian. Let's go ahead and talk to Mary. What's going on, Mary? Hey, Mary, you with us? All righty then. Let's go on and go to an email here. I wanted to uh, Jason, Jeff, Pam, thank you for your recommendations about my leaking roof. Because the person who installed my current roof cut corners, and because I'll be paying out of pocket, I want to make better. De- I want to make a better decision this time about what to do. After I hung up from talking to you, I heard what Jeff said about needing to replace and not repair the roof because the problems will only get worse. I really appreciate your assistance. Sincerely, Jackie. Awesome. Hey, we did a good thing. Yeah, we, we did a good job. Yeah, yeah. We go. okay. sometimes we know what we're talking about, huh, Jim? Right. Every now and again. Every now and then. All right. Before we go to break, I have got to talk to Timothy off the grid in oh, Louisiana. Timothy. How's hey. it going, Timothy? Marvelous, just freaking marvelous! <laughs> I can't believe how marvelous it's going. That's fantastic. You must be enjoying that nice outside air today. Boy, howdy! Boy, howdy! And let me tell you what I'm doing today. This is. I'm, I'm rebuilding my front ramp and porch to my house because when I built my house, mm-hmm. I was not there when I got a delivery of materials that I ordered and paid for, and they delivered non-treated materials. So I called the guy up and says, come get this. And he says, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> got to watch that language there, Timothy. <laughs> Sorry, boys. And Family show. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know Bleep. what I mean. Yeah. I would have uh, felt yeah. the same way, you said, Timothy. Look, I'll give it to you half price, okay? <laughs> yeah. What what good is it at half price even? If it's not treated. Well, it was it was some very nice looking 
clear pine that he delivered. You know, he, he delivered something to me that he meant right. to somebody else. That would rot in two years outside. Mm-hmm. You oh. know what well, it did. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it, you know It what? took 14 years. It took 14 years, but, yeah. Right. You're, that's well, not uh, bad. Paint yeah, all six sides, man. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah all right. I, I always, you know, when I cut new wood, I, I, when I cut a fresh end on there, I always take some cooperinol and coat the end that I've cut, you know. There you go. But I didn't call about that. I called about, you know, saving money. Okay. You know. We know um, you're the pro at it. What did you need to tell us? Well, I'm just, I'm upgrading my solar system at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm upgrading my wind turbine at home. Now, for those of you who don't know, and this might sound, uh, you might think, what is he talking about? Timothy uh, has been a caller here on Fix It 101 for quite a while. Timothy lives off the grid in Louisiana. He he makes his own power, gets his own water, does his own thing. I want to grow up and be just like him. I know. (laughs) So, uh, So this is, what is this project you're working on? I'm, I'm, I'm doubling my solar power. And oh, I, wow. I bought a 3D printer. Awesome. And so I'm going to print <gasps> the um, contents, the, the, the stator and parts for my wind turbines. I'm going to make a series of wind turbines, and I'll build them myself at home. P.S. So cool. Timothy is an engineer also. So. No, I'm, I, I'm a high school dropout, buddy, but I can read like a... You know, like in nobody's business. Man. <laughs> Timothy, I want to awesome. come visit too. I, I, do too. I, I gotta, I see gotta it. come talk to gotta you. See the he he sounds just like my uncle. Uh, uh, gosh, man. A three well, Timothy, That's a I mean awesome. The solar prices are dropping, folks. They are. You know, I've not now, I've, I've not seen it all over the place. Yeah. Timothy, I got a question. Do you have a pow- do you have a power meter on your house? No, I do not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And did you say so I, when I, did you say that you feed power back in or that you just use no, what no, you got? I, no, I'm not hooked up to Entergy at all. I will not will not ever hook up to Entergy no matter what. Okay. Gotcha. I understand. Gotcha. Everybody has their reasons. Hey Timothy, we got to take a break real quick. Thank you for calling in. We always love hearing from you, man. All right. Peace out. <laughs> peace out. <laughs> I'll be hearing about that from my boss later. All right. um, Tell you what, it's time for us to take another break. When we return, we'll uh, help you with a redesign if you want or whatever thing you're working on. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So um, before we uh, go back to the phones, by the way, 
877-MPB-RING. Got an email here. Good morning. Now, this I love. I have a 1977 commode. Well, there's our first issue. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the ins- is, it, is it green? <laughs> I don't know. Good morning. I have a 1977 commode. The inside mechanisms have been replaced in the last few years. I continue to have problems. I know the parts are different from the old parts. Is the problem that the new parts are not compatible with the old commode? Should I just replace the commode? Thanks for your help, Emily and Laurel. I just mentioned that Jeff had this fascination with commodes for a couple of years, so he's going to tell you why you should replace a 1977 commode. Well, okay. First of all, let's 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 talk about how a commode works. Right. It, there, there's in new commode. Is it two and a half gallons? Yeah. Okay, so there's two and a half gallons, and when you release that two and a half gallons, there's no moving parts. The water runs through there, makes the flush, and when the flapper goes back down, it fills back up. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, not nine, rocket science. No, a 1977. Go, go get some a new uh, guts for your tank, and as long as it's holding water and you can release the water. That's all you're doing. Well, let me say this. You mentioned a modern toilet with two and a half gallons flush. This thing's going to have seven gallons it, in it. It's okay. That is dictated by the size of the tank. Right. Like I'm saying, and I've seen a 1977 sure. tank. And, 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 it's and, and, if it, and if it's any color other than white, it's worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that if you, you take this thing I, out. I, you, can, uh-huh. you, can, you can sell them on eBay. You for, can because everybody wants them. That's right. That's because, so crazy. Just to be honest, they want that seven gallons instead of that two and a half because it flushes well, a course, lot better. Of course. Yep. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. But you can't put one in out west because no, they so, got a water problem. But what we right. do not have here is a water problem. No, we do not. <laughs> no. Well, I will say we repl- replaced my house a couple of years ago, both toilets. And, and we had uh, 1989 toilets in there before there. And the... The efficiency of this thing and how quick and yeah. and just it it was like oh I don't know how you improve on porcelain but they did they well, made the toilet better I tell you uh, I can answer that okay the um, the inside of that porcelain is polished as well as the outside and that is what that is what dictates a lot of that really yes and uh, that that's what dictates a lot of the flush is how smooth that would also dictate clogging of course wow that's right well that's do they have it you know when you stop at a rest stop they've got those commercial toilets well those, those are the those vacuum are, flush that's a vacuum flush that's right i'll scare that yeah well jimmy's yeah. out of yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I, you know a lot of times what i do is flush and run because yeah. it's so loud yep that's funny. Sorry. All right. Uh, email. Got a really old one for you. My dryer quit heating. All right. I didn't throw anything. Uh, sorry. He said a really odd one, not old one. Okay. My dryer quit heating. I don't throw anything out without opening it up. So I took the cover off uh, and the heating element was there and there was a pop rivet shorting across the heating element. Uh-huh. He removed the pop rivet. We're yep. back in business. Yep. And the dryer works fine. Wow. The, the 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 dryer element, the thing that gets hot. Think of it like a uh, electric oven. That's right. It's just a big wire that's being that electricity is going through, mm-hmm. and and it heats it up to like this red hot, and then you blow air across it. Right. Well, if you if you touch two of the ends in the wrong places, it just shorts out the whole thing, and it won't come on. 
So, and you can replace. Can you do that on newer dryers, or is that just an old? Dryer yeah. Thing? Now you know what I've replaced one on a Samsung dryer, which is the yeah. worst dryer ever. Yeah. Anyway, um, but but they do make it. Uh, uh, you know, inside the box. Once you get past all the computers and the lights and everything else, as Jeff mentioned last week, there's just a couple of things in there. You know, especially a dryer. There's a, a, a there's a heating element and a motor and uh, a drum. There's just nothing there. You know, yeah. the problem we run into is that the old the old stuff had knobs. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's right. And now that's it's right. a computer. That's right. It'll right. sing to you. Oh, yeah. Well, the it computer will. is really it ends up is ends up the issue because you've got basically a three hundred dollar dryer with a six hundred dollar computer exactly. sitting on top of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that and that. I see so it's so unfortunate you drive by on the weekend and see all these gorgeous twelve hundred dollar dryers out on the street Mm -hmm. ready to be picked up. So, well, I had a funny thing happen. I was down on the coast visiting some friends and they've got this brand new house with all this brand new stuff. And so we'd been out on the boat. We decided we're going to do some laundry. So I throw it in and I was like, oh, you have a load and go. And they looked at me like, what? I said, you got a load and go. They had no idea what that was. Well, yeah, you're going to have to explain it to me. I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, Load and Go has a reservoir for you can pour an entire thing of your liquid in there. Oh, and it oh, you've got to be kidding me! Yeah, and so you know you don't have to do that again until it it gets low, so you can hit the start button and it says Load and Go, and just hit start, and it goes. No, oh, I love it. Don't got to put no soap in there because wow. it's coming out of the reservoir. And that. Then, is true laziness. It's I a, adore that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, and then it's got the filter on the front, and they've got pets. You know, that's my big thing. If you've listened to any of our shows, I love being able to clean out my filter on my washing machine because I have I got a lot of animals with, right. long, with long hair, and so I clean mine out about every six weeks. Oh, okay. Every six weeks? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I was doing lot, mine every six months. There's a lot of hair. There's a lot going on over at the Papa Zoo. Okay. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Another email, big long one here. This one's from Greenville. I lived in a two-story home built in 1950 for 17 years. Okay. We have two AC units that each serve one story. We replaced those units in 2017 and 2019, so they're new. I think the upstairs one first, but not sure. There's a walk-up attic where the ductwork is for the AC. Okay? All right, we have a second-story screen porch that opens from bed, from the bedrooms. I like to keep mine cracked a bit for fresh air. That has caused some mildew on the inside of my bedroom. I bet it has. <laughs> Over the last five years, we've had trouble with moisture in the second story only outside of my bedroom and associated with vents in other rooms. One vent actually drips. In particular, I bet it does. in particular, the inside of the door leading to the attic and at the other end of the house from the bedroom is covered in mold and mildew. Just think of it as a shower. Right. My longtime AC people have checked the ducts every year and rewrapped some problem areas. They are convinced that the problem is caused solely by my opening my bedroom door. Uh, I would like to get another opinion, but the opinions are limited in my area. Uh, number one, do Jackson HVAC people or home inspectors, Pam, ever travel this far? The question, the answer to that, uh, to go, go to Greenville. I'll go anywhere you want me to if you pay me. Right. <laughs> Greenville, uh, first of all, in Greenville, there, 
it's not just Jackson. You can you can pull from other major uh, areas. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're in Greenville, let's see how far is a. Uh, uh, how far is let's Greenville's see what's about north? a two hour drive from yeah, here. Yeah. What about Memphis? How far is it it's from Memphis? Closer to Memphis, probably. Okay. Well, there's, there's, I think it's right in the middle. Okay. Well, but I, I mean, Pam, I know there's a lot I, in South I, Haven. I think we know what's going on. What what's happening here? Yeah. Any advice is much appreciated. I'm I mean, keeping my bedroom door closed now, but do not believe that has caused the extent of this problem, and I'm afraid to leave it unfixed. Thank you. Yeah, you need to take care of that. Air conditioning causes probably what happened is they put in a new air conditioner and didn't do anything about the duct work. Well, she's and saying that they've worked well, they, the they replaced it, it, but no, they didn't they, but, seal it. But they replaced it in 2017 and 2019. Yeah. The units. Uh, the, 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 okay, but maybe not duct work. They didn't replace but, the duct work. I mean, the same thing happens if it's 90 degrees out, open up your front door and leave it open, and in about... An hour and a half, two hours, you're going to be dripping water out of your registers. Yeah, it's pulling, and it could also. Interesting. I see this happen all the time, all the time. People, I'm going to get on my soapbox. Okay, go. Just don't curse. If you put in a new unit and leave the old ductwork mm-hmm. and do not seal that up, you are going to create rain. Okay. <laughs> because the unit right. is so much more powerful also, a newer unit may not be sized correctly to the size of ductwork you have. Interesting. That ductwork was designed to go with the older unit. Original unit, yeah. So you come in with a newer unit. It's like putting, you know, I guess maybe a, if, I'm old. And if you put, <laughs> if you put a new body with my old brain, it ain't going to work right. You, and that's <laughs> right. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm gonna wear myself out. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you have to pay attention to, and what I heard you say is that they wrapped the ductwork. I didn't hear you say that they sized it or right. that they sealed it. That's true. Or that they cleaned it. Or that they cleaned right. it. And okay. so that brand new unit is working so much more powerfully than the older one did. And I see it. All day, every day. Okay. Wow. That's, uh, uh, she asked for some advice. Uh, I have a advice. strong feelings about that. <laughs> so so what the, what you're saying is that, is that, and she obviously has an AC company that has given her a lot of service, and they, he, she said that they're coming back and doing things. So maybe she should, should ask her, uh, about the ductwork and yeah, see if anything ask- has changed there. Well, what I would do is I would say, can we go up in the uh, attic and take a look at my ductwork? Would you mind cutting that off so I can see the seams? Ooh. And let's move the insulation so I can see where that boot is touching that sheetrock ceiling. Uh-huh. And if you pull that back and you've got mold all the way around that or mm-hmm. microbial growth, probably it is not sealed. In new construction, Jeff, correct me on this, the boot actually has a ridge on it that goes down into the sheetrock. Correct. So it is sealing it off really, yeah. really well. The older stuff doesn't have that. Gotcha. So right. you have air, cold air, escaping at the edges. Right. Hitting that hot, humid air. And and then if you're leaving your door open, you're pulling humid air in. That air conditioner doesn't, doesn't stand a chance. It's okay. just not going to be able to work. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, let's go. We've got the folks on the phone. Henry is on the line in Meridian. What's going on, uh, Henry? 
Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm uh, fixing up an old house, and it has a hot water, gas hot water heater. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been used in at least 15 years. Do I need to try to drain that thing, or my best best replace it? There's water in it? Uh, not for sure. I turned the water on, and uh, I turned it back off. If there was water in it, it's frozen, busted by now, so there's no water in it. And all corroded. Yeah, and now, okay, first of all, you're, you're, you're renovating this house, correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, first thing I'm going to do is get rid of my tank water heater anyway, and I'm going tankless. Um, I, I think if you have a 15-year-old um, tank water heater, you're not, you're not throwing away anything. Hey, but so. Henry, good news. The fact that you've got gas running means that you can exactly. get a, 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 a good uh, tankless water heater. Well, and house components are just like anything else. If I sit around for a long period of time, it's hard for me to start working again. Components are the same way. You park a car, it's the worst thing you can do for it. That's true. That's you true. need to drive it. A hot water heater or any other component that's been sitting around and not operating probably is just toast it's probably no good yeah henry if you're a tinkerer you can take this thing apart but most likely uh, i think everyone here is going to agree that maybe a a new appliance is the right thing to do whether you choose tankless or not uh, a new appliance might be the right thing i know that we're supposed to fix things but if it's been sitting up well i mean he said a couple key things and i i could have missed this whole conversation but i thought he was Renovating the house that's been sitting there for 15 years. Right. Now, it, is that right? That's correct. Okay. So if the house has been sitting there unoccupied for 15 years, uh, no. Get, get, get all you're asking for is trouble. Uh, and, 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 again, you're not saving enough money for the problems you could have down the road. Exactly. Ooh, that's yeah. a good way to put it, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did that help out, Henry? That helps out a million. There you go. (laughs) Thanks a lot, sir. We appreciate it. Let's keep riding. Uh, You know what? Meridian's a good day today. Mary's there. What's going on with you, Mary? Hi. um, I have a question about um, a new construction home. Mm -hmm. All right. Go for it. Okay. um, This house uh, was built two years ago, uh, and then I lived in it about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And sold it uh, in May yeah. of this year, and the um, the it underwent two home inspections when it uh, when it was sold and mm-hmm. passed both inspections. Right. Um, and I uh, uh, got a call from the buyer uh, just this week and said that the uh, master shower was. Uh, not draining and um, leaking, pouring water into the bathroom. Have you already closed? Um, yes, five months ago. Oh, yeah. you should tell them to call someone. Right. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, that if you had inspected twice well, and, and, and it's their home now. Mary, did you know the shower was had an issue? Oh, no, it never stopped up. Yeah, now, I I don't want to start giving legal advice on a a fix-it show. I'm just going to give you my opinion. I'm going to put myself in your shoes. 
I sold my house five years ago. I disclosed everything to you. You had a independent home inspector come check my house, and you were satisfied with the home inspection. We went to closing. I got my check. I left. I'm sorry that you're having an issue, but you did. But I did not sell you a warranty. Now, I, I know all of that is harsh, and I don't mean to come off like that, but I want to be to the point because we're running out of time. Right. Uh, my opinion, you have no liability to this individual at all unless you tried to hide something. Right. Right. Well, okay. Uh, he said that it was a hidden defect in his opinion, and he wants to, the shower torn yeah, out. Yeah, I'm sure for he me to pay. Uh, he, he needs to call sure. a different person. <laughs> I'm sure he does. The previous yeah. the previous owner has no obligation. No well, mess. and what you may want to no. do is suggest to them to go back to that home home inspector and ask that home inspector, "Did you do a pan test on the, my shower?" Right. <laughs> and, and two, if if I'm Mary, uh, I'm going to call legal counsel, and I'm just going to say, "Would you mind writing a letter?" Right. It it, it costs you a hundred bucks. To, two at the max make it go away yeah Yeah. i mean she she doesn't have any liability there for any of you buyers out there you better make sure if you're Mm -hmm. buying a house with a shower pan in it which is the tile on the bottom Mm -hmm. that inspector better test that thing okay that's good to know that would reveal that and i'm going to tell you i don't think shower pans leaking i think it's a plumbing i was thinking uh, the same uh, thing clog I think I think her plumbing system just backed up. I, I mean, I, I thought the same thing, and they've been there they, for six months. They, they, they could have done they, it. They've been there five months. It's not that's not Mary's responsibility. No. Well, it, yeah, it could be that, but I'm going to put I, I my agree. money on a shower pan. I, okay, I'm, Pam, I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing that point. Absolutely, get that done. So. Either way, Mary, enjoy your day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the for the r- rambling. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Thanks, Mary. I hope this helps out. Uh, you know what? And yeah, we've got TJ on the line, but we're going to have to get him uh, next week. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have run out of time. It's Boy, that always the best possible thing that can happen. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by, well, uh, Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.